Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed co-host for now over 16 years doing our radio show slash podcast. And so we're excited to talk more about podcasts. We're going to have an expert today that will do a little bit more of an uh, intro, Tom uh, Schwab. And it's really about a better life and business that are just one conversation away. So we'll dive into that. But a little uh, information or could be some of our new listeners You know, Kathy and I have been helping leaders perform in the top 10% really for longer than we want to say. And uh, that leader in the top 10% makes a big difference. You know, is that you? Are you a leader in top 10%? Maybe you're in the top 20%, but if you can make that tipping point into the top 10%, uh, it's significant for you as a leader and for the people that you lead, your team, your organization around engagement, empowerment. And this is such a trying time for all of us uh, these days coming out of the pandemic. And a lot of the research is saying that we are more anxious, we're more angry, and 75% of us feel like we could use more emotional support. That's you. That's you with your team. That's you with your family. And you're trying to manage yourself, but also how do you manage others and give them that emotional support? So before I go on anymore, let me uh, welcome Kathy to the show. Welcome, Kat. <laughs> Thanks, Relly. I'm sitting here and I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about uh, the amazing and wonderful people that have contributed to this podcast. I'm very excited about talking to to Tom today. Um, I love his subject, A Better Life and Business Are Just One Conversation Away, because as you and I both know, we don't hear enough good news. And in fact, the current mm-hmm. leadership research from Six Seconds in their uh, 2023 Global Leadership Forecast um, is uh, is just as uh, unappealing, I have to say. You know, we we really don't have the bench strength we need. Only 12% express confidence in their leadership capability. We know that trust is down. Only 46% uh, definitely identify as trusting their direct manager. Only 32% trust senior leaders. We know that uh, there's so much for us to be improving on, and that's the problem, right, really? Everybody wants more from us in an environment where we are struggling, and it's becoming a greater challenge for both our empathy and our impulse control. So I think what I'm really excited about in today's show is learning a couple of things, you know, one or two things, you and I call them, micro initiatives for macro impact that we can expand on and improve upon individually and as a result have our best 
emotional competencies and strengths lined up to master the moment. So hopefully we're going to get into that today and become a more emotionally brilliant version of ourselves. Yes, and that's what we always talk about. You show your brilliance in the moment, as Kathy was saying. How do you master that moment? There's many moves, and in the moment, do you have the moves? Do you have the moves that's going to help you, that's going to help your team? So the result, the output of your moves is being brilliant, great decisions, great judgment, uh, great strategies. And so, uh, Kat, before we uh, bring on Tom, we'll do a quick introduction. We've got a series of great questions to ask him. You want to say a word about your new podcast? It's coming out uh, Friday, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, what happens when a Navy special operator at the tip of the spear reporting to the United States president and a New York Times bestselling author decide they're going to have a talk radio show, now, now known as a podcast. And we've decided to call it Strategies for Turbulent Times, A Plan for the Unknown. Mm. We, we launch uh, this Friday, uh, May 26th, at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. We have a lineup of guests who have all given their stories to us of a situation where they could have lost their life or derailed for life and how they turned it around in the moment using their go-to emotion to become a brilliant version of themselves in the moment. And they go from joyful to tearful, and we are so excited to be sharing all of these amazing stories with the public. So please join us. Strategies for Turbulent Times, World Talk, Voice America, Empowerment Channel, as we say, Fridays at 8 and 11 Eastern. Thanks, Riley. Appreciate that. Uh, that's, that's great. All right. Well, good. I'm, I'm interested in this because we all need strategies for Turbulent Times. So I think it, it, it should be really fun. And especially hearing from those two experts, you know, one, a New York Times bestseller and and Navy SEAL. So that you get to point us here. What, yeah, what a mystery, right? <laughs> I wonder who the New York Times best-selling author is. Okay. Right. I wonder, I wonder who the other person is. All right. So. <laughs> well, just so, so you know, you, uh, so the audience knows, before we bring Tom on, I just want to say this much. As this audience knows, we always say you are the longest-running male relationship I've had at almost 17 <laughs> years running. <laughs> So in our very first episode, I challenged Matthew Warner, who is the uh, the tip of the spear warrior who's going to be joining me as a co-host, who's now my husband, to see if he can outlast you. So we'll just uh, we'll we'll take it from there. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, we'll be we'll be tuning in. So that'll be great. All right. So why don't you introduce Tom, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, get some more expertise about. Uh, one conversation away from getting what you want. You bet. You know, Tom and I met incidentally, accidentally, but on purpose, which I love to say. When, you know, Tom took a look at something I had and, um, and basically said, hey, you know, I, I, think, I think there's some stuff we can do here that can make it even better. And it was just great timing. And, you know, I, I love... I love what Tom has to offer. I looked at his website, um, and we'll tell you more about that in a minute. It's HTTPS 
backslash backslash interviewvalet.com. But have you ever thought your digital marketing and online presence might actually be hurting your business and your life? Well, maybe you are not breaking through the noise. You are just adding to it. And perhaps you're not, well, one funnel away. Maybe that funnel is stopping the big fish you actually want. And our guest today, Tom Schwab, has a refreshingly new view of how authentic conversations can lead to a better life and business. Tom Schwab asks you to consider that you are just one conversation away. And that's his observation based on the experience and the data from working with over a thousand leading brands as the chief evangelist officer at Interview Valet, the premier podcast interview marketing agency. If you want a rich life and a profitable business, Tom believes you are truly just one conversation away. Tom, welcome. Kathy, thank you for having me, Riley. Uh, it's great to be here. Great, Tom. Well, we're, we're happy to, to pick your brain a little bit and offer some nuggets to our audience, you know, as we always do. So we always like to start off giving us a little bit of background about who's been some of your major influences? Like what's been some of those uh, people who have kind of uh, established the shoulders that you sit on now? Yeah, and I really look back at my life as three different chapters, right? I started off in the military, in the in the Navy, running nuclear power plants, and uh, you know I always remember the uh, the superintendent at the Naval Academy, um, Leon A. Edney, and he was very much in do the right thing because it was the right thing to do. And uh, you know I mm. went from the military side where everything was very structured, right? There was a lot of IQ, but not necessarily EQ. And then I went into the corporate mm -hmm. world, and uh, the corporate world was starting to be more of a shift towards that. Worked for the Stryker Corporation. Uh, John Brown was the CEO there, and he really introduced me to the Gallup organization, right? Uh, mm. And that really changed my life to think about um, what are my strengths? What can I leverage, right? Um, and that really changed my life and also made it a lot more enjoyable. Then when I left corporate world, I started my own business. And uh, uh, there's been so many people on the entrepreneurial side that, is, that have helped me in that. Uh, you know, Seth Godin and his writings with that. Uh, Dave Ramsey with Entree Leadership early on. Uh, even the entrepreneurs organization uh, that I'm a member now all helped me to realize that I'm the biggest bottleneck in my business, in my life. Uh, and I'm the only one that can fix that. You know, it's funny that you say that because when you think about where we are in today's world, uh, both of you, Riley and Tom, I mean, I, uh, how many people do we talk to as professional coaches, whether it's in the business world, in the marketing world, or in our personal life, and they say, I just want to get away. Just, I just want to get away. And I, I always say to them, you know, you take yourself with you. <laughs> you can run away right. and you can get away, but you're still going with you. So you better decide whether that's really what you need to do at this point in time. Let me ask you, Tom, you claim that you only started to gain emotional intelligence in your thirties. Why is that? And, and was that something, if in fact it was holding you back and, you know, kind of a multifaceted question here, but tell us a little bit about how you gained 
that emotional intelligence and why? Well, a great portion of that comes the comes from my bride, right? She always says that when she met me, I had five feelings, and I really didn't understand why I needed more <laughs> than that. Um, you know, if the Navy didn't uh, uh, give them to you or assign you them, uh, why would you need them, right? And to me, being uh, an engineer, right, let's work with facts and figures, not the emotions that go with that. And I think it really frustrated me uh, in dealing with people that weren't just like me, right? And when mm. you're in a closed environment like the military, and especially nuclear power, right, uh, we're all pretty much cut from the same cloth, right? Uh, more of the engineers. When I started to get out into the corporate world, um, I realized that not everybody was like me and that often I would have, have a hard time understanding them or being understood by them. Um, and so, you know, I'm always thankful for the, the Stryker Corporation for the training they did with Gallup, um, both in the, mm. uh, in the surveys, but then also sending me out to Nebraska. And, you know, I can still remember going through the, um, uh, the strength finders, right? And not mm. only did they tell me my top five, but they gave me the list of all of them. And I remember reading through those and the l further down I got on the list, I was like, why would anyone want that as a strength? Right. To me, it sounded painful. And so it just, show it just showed me that God made us all different, right? Um, that we've all got different things and really understanding people's differences and understanding my differences of what I can use to connect better. Because, you know, those ones that are non-strengths, I could probably work really, really hard to get better at those, or I could just leverage the ones that I have. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was interesting when I was there, uh, four of the top five, or, yeah, four of the top five strengths were all action-oriented, all, all tactical. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, um, mm -hmm. the instructor there said, you know, you should really leverage this individualizer one, because that's the only interpersonal one you have. And if you don't yeah. leverage that one, people might see you as, as more of a, uh, a technocrat or a, a psychopath. <laughs> Great job. I'm trying well, so not to laugh. Well, Kat and I are, <laughs> we're, we're, very, we're very familiar with Strength Finder, and I think it does tie into the philosophy that, you know, that, that Kat and I have when we do our coaching with organizations and, you know, passing it on to leaders, obviously, that you got that from the Gallup organization, you know, how do you utilize your strengths more? And first, just identifying your strengths, you know, versus I think in a lot of organizations we go to their weakness and, and how to, you know, bring those weaknesses up. And I know, you know, if you bring a weakness up, you, pro you don't go from bad to good. You go from bad to not so bad to fair to okay to maybe good. So you're a lot better just, you know, knowing what you're pretty good with and how do you get even better. It's a, it's a less of a stretch to go with. So that's beautiful to, to hear what you said, um, especially around the top, you know, five strengths that you have. So a little bit as we're looking at our uh, questions here, you know, so you are in kind of the marketing world and it seems like some of you have a, a unique look at that. Words like pitch uh, you have that are taboo. Uh, why have you made that so foundational for your culture? Maybe say a little bit about your company. Maybe, you know, before we even get that, like what's, 
exactly what yeah. you do at Interview Valet and, you know, how big is your company, and then we can get into maybe some of the specifics about what's taboo or not. So if you're listening to podcasts, if you're listening to the show right now, you know exactly what we do, right? So our agency, and we've been around nine years, we've got 30 people on the team. Um, we help thought leaders get featured on targeted podcast interviews so that they can tell their story, so that they can get out there, uh, so that they can really build their brand and build their business. And one of the things that I notice is that words have meanings, right? If you start talking about people and you call them, you know, leads or unique visitors. No, they're not leads. They're not unique visitors. They are really people. And I think when you start to do, to put other labels on it, it can be dehumanizing. And the word pitch, um, that's like a, a, a four letter word in our company. And I know where it came from, right? You pitch an idea, you, uh, you pitch a story in public relations, but all of a sudden it got to be where you start to pitch people, right? And, you know, uh, mm. I'm sure you guys see, see it. Um, there's the robo pitches that are out there and it says, you know, you know, uh, I really love your show and would love to be on. Right. And then they just start pitching. Well, I get pitches and I don't even have a podcast, but they started off with a lie of, we love the show and want to be on it. And so we look at it as we don't pitch. You pitch a baseball, you pitch an inanimate object. What you do is you introduce a human being, right? So that's why we spend a lot of time getting to know our clients, getting to know our customers, what they bring to it, and also get to know the podcasters, right? Every person on, or every person that we deal with has a contact inside, whether that's a, a client account manager or a podcast relationship manager. They listen to the show, they talk with the host, they get to know them so that they can make that introduction and say, you know, Riley, uh, you know, this would be a great person. I know what you talked about a couple of weeks ago when I was thinking, uh, we're working with this person. Mm -hmm. I think this could be add great value. Or Kathy, uh, you know, I know you've got the great podcast coming up. Um, it sounds awesome. You know, the whole idea of strategies uh, through turbulent times. And I think we've got a great client that could really talk to that from this aspect. And so from that standpoint, you're making human introductions not just transactional pitches. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Please, everybody, don't go away. We're going to come back and talk to Tom Schwab about a better life and business. It's just one conversation away. So come right back. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech. Like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. Icy Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. 
How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with a top performer, Tom Swab. He has a company, the interviewvalet.com. You can go to that. Kathy's been alluding to that. There's some free resources and things there. So uh, I mentioned during the break, Tom, you know, uh, Kathy and I have been doing this for 16 years, what it was called a radio show, you know, an internet radio show. And now it's a podcast. But maybe give us a little bit of kind of background. Everybody's got a podcast, and, and why so? So you're in the business. You can tell us why. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, when we first started, uh, 2016, I'd give the elevator pitch and people would say, what's a podcast? And now it seems like everybody knows what a podcast is. And really, it's it's grown to um, a show, right? Um, is it a podcast if it's, if it's heard on the radio, right? Is it a podcast if it's heard on Facebook or YouTube? I don't care as long as people hear that. And one of the numbers you get thrown around a lot is that there's over 4 million podcasts. Now that's true, but there's a little asterisk behind that, right? Most podcasts that start die within the first 10 episodes. So there's only 400,000 podcasts that have actually published something in the last 30 days. And Kathy and Relly, you know, as you know, anybody that says doing your own podcast is easy has either never done it or never done it well. It is a commitment to do it well. And oftentimes people will ask me, well, I should be a host or a guest. And I always say, well, it's, it, it can be both. It really depends on what your goals are. Think about it as Uber. You know, should you be an Uber driver or an Uber passenger? Well, it depends on the goals. So I always tell people that if you want to tap into new audiences, if you want to get new leads, new exposure, then being a guest is a great way to do it. 
right? If you want to nurture your current audience, nurture your current leads and customers, then being a great, uh, being a podcast host is a great way to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there is no better time to be alive. Think about it. Uh, we're using this technology uh, to talk here um, and really reach the world, not only now, but when it's recorded pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you say a couple of very interesting things in your handout. Coaches, consultants grow as a podcast guest. And you anybody can go there and get it. It's a free uh, resource that you share with people for nothing more than the gift of their email. And you say, we don't choose the best. We choose the best we know of. I find it really interesting that some of us are really lucky and we have something that creates traction. And, you know, like Rally and I said, we've been on the air for close to 17 years and we've been lucky, but these things keep getting much more expensive. And I would imagine for some people who are getting lost in the shuffle, uh, that it's, it's probably becoming less effective. When you talk about new solutions, uh, can you talk, <clears throat> pardon me, a little bit about uh, something you say? It's time to make a genuine connection, a genuine connection with your target audience where they're hanging out already. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? Yeah, there's, there's, there's this try whole to idea now. Here. <laughs> <laughs> there's this whole idea now where people say, oh, you need to break through the noise. You know, you need to be everywhere that people are. And, and I think if we're honest, we're not breaking through the noise. We're adding to the noise. And really, do you want to be everywhere that people are? Or do you just want to be where they're making their buying decisions? You know, um, I remember a client came to us and I said, well, why do you want to be on podcast interviews? And his thought was, is that he's a high level coach, a high level consultant. And he's like, he saw that most of social media was what he called, you know, like the digital equivalent to being on a park bench or on a bus. He's like, that's not going to help me. Right. It's really going to take conversations. And I think part of that is that people need to know, like, and trust you, right? If I'm just buying a, a, a $2 cup of coffee, you know, I don't care. I don't, I don't need the story behind it. But if there's something that's major, uh, you know, somebody that's going to be working with me or my team that's going to have a major impact in my life, I want to know them. I want to know their heart, why they do it. And, you know, I, one of the great things about marketing is it supposed to be like a magnet? And remember, a magnet not only attracts, but it also repels. And it's great that where you can get on a podcast interview or a podcast and people listen to you. And after 30 or 45 minutes, mm-hmm. they turn you up or turn you off. And that's great because if they're not for you, right, let's figure that out early on, right? We don't need more leads, more likes, all the rest of that. Now, we need people that we can really help. But if somebody listens to you for 30, 45 minutes and they're like, oh, man, Kathy is, she's answered a prayer. And what Relly talked about was just right on with what I've been feeling. Well, those are the people that you want to attract. And it's amazing. The, the studies that we've done over nine years uh, show that customers close faster for a higher ticket item and they churn less from the channels of podcast interviews uh, compared to social media. 
having a podcast, you're saying, and this is what you're, you're promoting. That's, that's where people can really get to know each other. I, and I imagine kind of, as we've been doing this forever, it's just, you think you know them. I know the podcast I listen to, you're, you know, they're with you. I mean, the great thing about podcasts, <laughs> and I think when people now can uh, have their earbuds, the, the people that we're interviewing, or if you have a podcast, no matter where you are, they're with you. They're in the car with you. They're walking with you. They're walking with your dog with you. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. And not only are they with you, they're in your head. You can't get any closer. Um, it is. It's, so when it's you, intimate. Go ahead. It's intimate, and it's yeah. also um, not distracted, right? So uh, often I'll ask clients, you know, would you drive across town to speak with, you know, 10 ideal clients? Would you cross, you know, drive across state to speak to 100? You know, would you jump on an airplane right now to speak to 1,000? ideal mm. customers. And a lot of them are like, eh, I don't want to speak in front of that many people. I'm like, well, you don't have to. You can stay in the comfort of your office or your home and speak to those people on a podcast. And, you know, one of our clients, remember he was speaking at the Marlin Stadium down in Miami. And the night before I was talking with him and he was a, a little bit nervous. He was next day, he was speaking to 30,000 people. And I said, don't be nervous. You've talked to more people than this on a podcast. And he's like, yeah, but they weren't looking uh, back. You know, the other thing, too, yeah. is they also weren't leaving the meeting to take a phone call or because they had to go to the restroom or something like that. You know, if somebody's listening to you on a podcast and, you know, they've got to they've got to take a break, they can just hit pause and come right back to it. So uh, in some ways, it's even better than a live event because you know they can listen to it, they can re-listen to it, they can share it with other people. Yeah, let me let me share a couple things with our audience. Um, first of all, in your uh, data that you have at your site, uh, interviewvalet.com. Uh, did I say that correctly, Tom? Yes, you did. Okay. So you say that 51% of adults in the U.S. listen to podcasts. Well, for those of you who don't know the junior's market or the children's market, I have a six-year-old, seven-year-old granddaughter, and she listens to everything online. Mm. So I would imagine those numbers are even higher for children. So if you have something that appeals to children, you have a ready-made market. Mm. It says here in your guide, listeners have an above-average education and income. That means above $55,000 a year. That was the last time I checked the average income. And above average education, I would assume, would be high school. They are early adopters looking for answers and a way to improve. And 70% listen to the entire episode. And they impact buying decisions. So let me just say a couple things. Number one, you know, to the point you made about being in front of people or being on a podcast, you know, Relly and I have gotten pressure for years to do an audiovisual, you know, to do the video. And I don't want to do that. I've spoken in front of 40,000 people at the, you know, uh, Revlon Race for the Cure. I've talked to many, many huge audiences all over the world. I don't want to do that anymore. I like being comfortable and coming on through the wire, through whatever Ethernet is carrying me. And I know that others probably feel the same joy. Let me just share with you, as a listener, 
you can do something that I think is very powerful, and Tom, I'd love your comment on this. You can take each and every one of our shows, you can transcribe them and the pieces of it you want to share, you can add your name and comment on it with your, you know, uh, insights or learning points, and you can share that. We have a colleague, Ed Nottingham at FedEx, who's been doing that for years, and it works. You get known as a social media commentator, and you can then hold your own live events or your own podcast events or Zoom events based on that. Tom, I'd love your insight. Mm, Very much so. And there's a great book called The New Leadership Literacies by uh, Bob Johansson. He's a futurist out of Stanford. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that I like how he said in there is that the future is vivid audio. And I remember listening to the book, you know, on Audible, and I had to rewind it. I'm like, no, isn't it, isn't the future video? And he's like, no, it's audio. And if you think about it, audio is such a different medium because video tends to get dated very quickly, right? Um, So Hmm. something looks old, the fashion looks old. We also judge, you know, when we see somebody, we're like, well, they're too young. They're too old. They don't look like me. And really with audio, you're listening for the content. And this really struck me. Um, uh, my niece, uh, I remember years ago, was studying for her real estate exam. And she reached out to me and she's like, Uncle Tom, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? And, you know, by this time, <laughs> Zig had, hadn't been with us for probably 10 years. And she thought that he was so great, right? She loved him, his stuff and thought that I would love it too. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, said, honey, Zig's not here uh, anymore. And that that was probably recorded before you were born, right? And if she would have seen the video and it would have been, you know, a grainy video and uh, he had lapels that were huge, she wouldn't have listened to any of that, right? That's right. But because, right. because it was audio, she was listening for the content. And it's almost like right. radio, right, uh, where you, you have this picture of what the hosts look like, and they're your friends and everything. So I think, I think there is a place for video, right? If you have to teach something, I, I, you know, every time I, um, I, I change the blades on my lawnmower, I've got to pull up that same video to see how to do it. But for audio content, I think that is so, so powerful. And it's interesting, those numbers that uh, you referenced there, that 51% of U.S. adults listen to podcasts. The amazing part is, is that hasn't gone up a lot over this last couple of years. And I, th- I don't know that it ever will. Yeah, I just want to add one data people, point to that. Yeah, I just want to add one data point to this. And this is very important for all of you listeners who are coaches and consultants. The evergreen or long tail on these podcasts, on these audio blogs, whatever you want to call them, 80% of listens typically happen in the first 30 days for the coaches and the consultants. But the report is that they are getting clients three to five years after an episode. To the point you just made, Tom, about the life expectancy of an audio message. I think we have already proven that social media lasts longer in a voice Mm -hmm. summit 
versus a, a, a video summit. And I, I love the enthusiasm with which you are attacking the subject because in a digital age, people do whatever is the latest and greatest. I mean, I have an AI avatar that's fully functional. I read its scripts. It becomes me online. And it, you know, it does what it needs to do. People see me when they need to see me. But I can still have my life. And that, to me, is more important than getting up and putting on makeup and looking the way people need me to look in the public eye. That's just me. And I would, I would say, just pulling behind the curtain here, you know, I'm an engineer by degree, right? So for me, writing a blog, it's like a homework assignment, right? But talking is easy. And the same way, it's like video, well, nobody likes the way they look online. It can be awkward, but everybody can talk. And I think now with even Zoom and things like that, we're so much more comfortable now just jumping online and talking. Yeah, exactly. So, Tom, a couple things uh, to zero in on. You know, I think just this idea that we're talking about audio versus video you know, you think about the brain neuroscience, we're less distracted by the visual. You know, like you're saying, how do they look and, uh, and the scene changes. So, it, you know, it going right in the ear uh, helps. And uh, that aspect of just being able to take in everything you want and then put rewind. I'm, I'm always doing that if there's a point that's helpful, if I'm listening to a podcast, to be able to rewind that. So we're definitely obviously fans of that and so we want to come back uh, we're going to take our next break but we got a couple things we really want to hear from you tom one is about a little bit more about the one conversation away and then uh kathy kind of piqued us just about your take on ai so you're listening to leadership development news come right back business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Icy Tech. Like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. Icy Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand 
with quality, with passion. We follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. A better life and business are just one conversation away. We've been talking with Tom Schwab from Interview Valet. Interview Valet. That is a mouthful, Tom. Um, I just want to bring you back here and talk about, you know, when you when you think of one conversation away and um, and you think about where we are now going into automation and AI, how, how does all that work together? Yeah, and I think there's this myth almost that you can automate and systematize everything, right? And that all you need to do is is go out on the internet and it'll find you the the one perfect. And I, I think about the best things in my life didn't come through a funnel, right? I did not meet my bride because I, you know, ran a query on all 7 billion people in the world, and she's the one that dropped out of the funnel. No, it was a conversation. It was an introduction. And I think as we all look back on our lives, you know, the next great friend, the next great um, partner, team member, client, whatever it is, it's going to come with a conversation, right? It's not just because they came through some, some automation. And while automation is powerful and it can help us and enhance us, it will not replace us. And I think often, and you know, some people will talk about um, younger generations, right? That they don't know how to have the conversations. And I think those that can use the technology and then supercharge it with the the interpersonal skills of having that conversation are the ones that are gonna uh, get the most from that. Um, I think conversations is how we learn. Conversations is how we connect. And conversations is really the older we get, the most powerful thing that we have. So what's so good about this, Tom, uh, is just really, you know, hearing what you have to say and kind of connecting with uh, the audience and and really hearing about uh, people's stories and stuff. So when you work with folks, you know, how are you, um, like, how are you encouraging them to structure this connection with people? You know, you're one conversation away, which we agree. Is is there kind of like bullet points about what that should be? Yes. And, you know, we talked about it before. This is a podcast interview. And I think that word interview, it gets gets, um, misused, right? Most podcast hosts are not trained journalists, right? It's not like going to 60 minutes where, you know, they've got 10 questions and number four is a gotcha. It's more of a conversation and really... Uh-huh. Letting people, letting people know who you are, what you do, how you can help them, right? There's a 
a great quote from Rand Fishkin, who started a company called SEO Moz, and I, I love this one. He says, the best way to sell something today is not to sell anything, but to earn the respect, yeah. awareness, and trust of those who might buy. And so really, that's what the conversations are, right? Nobody wants to Nobody wants to go to a sales pitch, right? They don't want to sit through an infomercial. Uh, we all sort of see that person coming and we turn the other way, right? But people that have an actual conversation and you get to know them, not only do you want to work with them, but you want to introduce other people to them. And that's another powerful mm-hmm. thing with podcast interviews, right? If you, if you hear a conversation that's meaningful to you, Right? You don't have to try summarizing it and telling your friends. You can just say, you know, I was listening to this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, you have to check out Kathy and Relly. Their stuff is so great. And so from that standpoint, it can become very viral conversations, meaning that mm-hmm. they go from just being a podcast or just being a show to people sharing them and then even talking about them. Right? There are certain people that, you know, watch television and they'll get around the uh, – the water cooler and say, Hey, did you see that on TV last night? And then there's that 51% of the people that uh, are listening to podcasts and they're a lot more likely to say, you know, I was listening to a podcast on the drive in today and they were talking about this. And that's a powerful thing when that conversation goes from just being in your earbuds to actually being in your conversations also. Well, you know, Raleigh said something very powerful uh, a few minutes ago about the brain uh, and neuroscience. And you said something, Tom, that um, it's important that we optimize our conversations for what is going on in one's life or in one's business. And in our coaching and consulting careers, we're taught to learn how to unpack that and understand what that means. And I think you've tapped into something here on both of those levels, the neuroscience level and the coach level, which is if we are seeing ourselves as nothing more than marketing, whether we're marketing our coaching, marketing an idea, we become very transactional and it's dehumanizing. And I think one of the things that we love as human beings that AI will never replace is that human connection. And I think that that the idea that emotional intelligence is a critical component of whatever it is certainly you're doing with Energy Ballet and whatever others are doing as being guests for podcasts needs to kind of dovetail there if you if the audience is getting my drift. We we need to understand that if we don't continue to use emotional intelligence in everything that we're doing, we are gonna hurt ourselves and we're gonna hurt our ability to engage others. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it does. And it's, I like how you said what we're optimizing for, right? Because I think there's this thing today where it's, if you want to call it hustle cut culture. Oh, hustle, we need to be here. We need to be seen everywhere. Uh, you know, I want more leads. Uh, you know, I want, I want to be more famous. And then they, all of a sudden they get there and it's like, well, this isn't, isn't really what I wanted. You know, it's almost like the decades ago when everybody was so well, it wasn't decades, probably years ago, where somebody was so excited about how many Facebook likes did I get, right? Well, what's a Facebook like, right? Um, you can't take that to the bank. 
you, you can't use a Facebook like as a testimonial. Just because they liked your stuff didn't mean they're going to be a client. So I think a big part of that is what you said is like optimizing. What are you optimizing for in your business? Is it is it just more activity? Uh, is it more transactions? Or is it more relationships? And I think if you keep going down that, you know, transactions are, are tough in a business or a life, right? If it's just a series of transactions, it's pretty shallow and there's always a new transaction, a new customer, but relationships, that's, that's the like lifetime value, both in our personal life and in our business life. So if you start optimizing that, you know, I want better clients, I want, I want to serve them better. I want them to value what I do more, right? You start optimizing for that. What you'll find is you not only get more sales, you get more fun with it, and you also get a whole lot more profits. So, Tom, really uh, good feedback, uh, you know, for our audience. And I love how you're tying in some of the emotional intelligence. And I know one of the questions that we have for you, you know, around emotional intelligence, what would be you say is the the biggest uh, mistake around emotional intelligence that may have hurt your leadership and what you're doing with inter- interview valet? I think the idea is, is that everyone is like me, right? And uh-huh. We all see the world through our glasses. And one of the things that yeah. it's a key theme in my life is what's ordinary to you is amazing to others and vice versa, right? Often we underestimate what we know and overestimate what other people know, right? And I think that idea of we all have something to share and we can learn from each other and uh, trying to be to uh, understand the other person yeah. as opposed to just being understood. And, uh, uh, you know, especially being an entrepreneur, right, type A, often we can be bulls in China shops. Um, as an engineer, I can all, often be um, too analytical and forget, you know, are, what are people hearing? What are they, what are, are we really communicating? Or are we just transacting here? You know, as you think about the nine years that you have been uh, in business as Interview Valet, you have been working remotely, as most of us have, for at least two of those nine years with teams uh, in Europe and North America. Of course, we all have our unique communications challenges. But have you had uh, any challenges you can think of as a, a team working on such a wide range of continents that, uh, you know, that you haven't been able to overcome? I I think it's one of those where we're continually learning. And we set up from the very beginning in 2016 as a remote team. I I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I realized we're going to be serving a a global audience. And I can't say uh, we're open nine to five unless it snows. Right. And I didn't want to be tied to just brick and mortar. So very early on, we set it up in order to be a, um, a remote company. And so I think we had a little bit of a start there. But once again, um, one of the things that I've heard it attributed to Bill Gates, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but he said that email is a great way to share information, but not always to communicate. So to this day, I'm very quick to jump on a call, jump on a Zoom, and just to make sure that I understand what they're saying, they understand what I'm saying. Um, because that intimacy, that connection, uh, the conversation, 
uh, go so much further. And uh, our, our team loves it. They love the flexibility. Two-thirds of our team are, is military spouses. And, you know, I'm the oldest person on the team. So from technology, I'm probably the most challenged with it. But, you know, like I said before, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there's no better time to be alive with the resources that we have here. So I, often I find that, um, you know, when I have a challenge, I need to just take a step back, right, um, and, and stop trying harder and harder and harder and actually talk with the team and what's going on here, what's the root cause of it. Um, and with that, they learn, I learn, and we all grow together in the relationship. Beautiful. Tom, yeah, this has been really uh, delightful. I'm going to uh, share one thing and then maybe get your last comments before we're, we're bringing this to a close. So a lot of what we're uh, sharing yeah, is about kind of individualizing your leadership and, and kind of the platinum rule. So I've been using this uh, cat a little bit more. We know the golden rule, but the platinum rule, platinum rule, treat others as they want to be treated. And so with the population that you have, you have Gen X, you have millennials, you have Gen Z, uh, maybe in a quick note or two. So how are you differentiating and, and applying the platinum rule to them? Yeah, I, I think we make more of a big deal about the different generations than needs to be, right? We've got more in common mm-hmm. than we've got apart. And I think if we can learn from each other, that's best, right? I'm sure the greatest generation, right, uh, in the 30s was probably being talked down by, down to by their parents and their grandparents. It wasn't until they went on to be the, the greatest generation. I learned from them. Um, I, I sometimes have to remind myself that like some of my team members are old enough to be my children, right? And I, I, I forget that sometimes. I'm like, we're all working together. We're peers, all the rest of this, uh, but then have to remember, no, there, there's a, a gap there, right? And uh, that my, I, I might see them as peers. They still see me as the authority figure. Or, you know, I see them, all of us as teammates. Well, you know, they still you know, sign the back of the check, and I still find the, sign the front of the check. So um, there is that sometimes where they see differences that I might not be as, as open to. And I, I think, once again, just having those conversations and the open-ended questions of, how are you seeing this, right? I value your opinion. Uh, and even as hard as it is for me, sometimes just biting my tongue and being the last to talk. Because if I talk well, we first, are- <laughs> they're going to agree with me. Well, we are going to be the last to talk here, Tom. We've enjoyed having you on A Better Life in Business or Just One Conversation Away. Please, audience, go to https backslash backslash interviewvalet.com for more information on Tom Schwab and his offerings. And for those of you who are listening, go and grab some of those free guides. If you are a coach or consultant and you are thinking about doing a podcast or being a podcast guest to get more traction uh, more sales, more connections with human beings who need your help. Go there and get some help. We have loved having you today, Tom. Thank you so much, and we thank everybody for tuning in to Tune Up Your Performance. Don't forget to go to www.emotionalbrilliance.com backslash academy for your free ebook, 11 Reasons Why You Need to Develop Emotional Intelligence. Take good care, everyone. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. 
Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 